But in the spoof of a spoof, Yo, the killer is getting dumber. Okay. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the second week of our parody horror month. We're going ha, ha, ha. We're going to be covering Shriek If You Know What I Did last Friday the 13th, which is very hard to say. Yeah, and I was surprised it was a movie at all. Yeah, and it actually it came out the same year as Scary Movie, a good 6 months before a Scary Movie did. I so, believe you. Um as always, another big movie sweeps in to take all the credit from a better movie. Um, you think this is a better movie? Oh, yeah, but uh, we'll get to that. You haven't seen Scary Movie, so you can't really make that claim. I tried to, and I tried to watch this one, and I made it through the, to the end. So when was the I last think time that, you tried to see Scary Movie? Uh, high school. So you haven't seen it then? So, yeah, because I have a much more sophisticated uh, palette now. I think I've expanded your horizons just a tiny bit. Okay, well, I've seen two scary movies all the way through so that counts for something anyway and you've seen both of those thanks to me You're yeah welcome. thank you so much you really keep me cultured I keep do. me on the cutting edge of what's new and hot in entertainment six-year-old um, movies <laughs> more than six well scary movie four or five whatever we scary saw scary movie four came out in 2006 which was 12 years ago oh dang i know right dang yeah all right well Okay, let's go to ARP then. <laughs> yeah, we really should. Anyway, uh, what are what are some 10-word reviews we have for movies we saw in the past week? All right, so for movies that we've seen definitely in the past week, there is Lady Bird. Uh, Greta Gerwig's directorial... Okay, Dictatorial. <laughs> Greta, Ger- <laughs> Greta Gerwig's directorial debut proves this puppy has wings. Do puppies normally have wings? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like, you know... Because she's a newcomer, it's she's a puppy? Sure. What other animals could she be? What, what's a better word for them, puppy? Angel. Proves angels have wings. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. No, um, never mind. Um, my review of Lady Bird is relatable to probably any white person ever born. Okay. All and right most, then. yeah, I'm going to just add to that. And most, I think it's relatable to most people, but like it's mostly about white people. So All I right. decided to... to caveat it delicious thank you all right uh, and for our next film i tanya i tanya is a portrait of american values good and bad alike um my review of that is the big short but for sports people okay our next film that we saw in this past week is jumanji the most progressive rock heart black production i could ask for okay that was sort of a pun was it a pun Oh, I thought you were trying to say a rock hard, but with rock and heart. And then oh, no, I was I like, was, why did black come in here? That was not intentional. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, okay, cool. So, and for the record, this is Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, a.k.a. nothing else. Yeah. Um, but my review of that is surprisingly character-driven. I'm mad about how much I liked it. Yay. You were very upset. No, you weren't upset when we left that theater. No, I was not upset because I enjoyed myself very much. And yeah. I am open to enjoying myself, but I thought I would hate that movie. That's true. But like sometimes when you think you're going to hate a movie and then you leave loving it, like remember Boss Baby? 
that did happen. You were very angry with yourself when yeah. we left that theater. No, it's upsetting. Like, because normally I have pretty good uh, taste in what trailers I see and me saying, no, I will not go see that. Uh-huh. And I, it mostly turns out that the movies are terrible. But these two were like, all right, yeah. good for them. All right, so are you excited to see Ferdinand then? No. Okay, then well. I will stand by not being excited to see Ferdinand. Okay, whatever, loser. I'm happy with that. All right, so Brennan, I hear you have a synopsis for us. Oh, oh, sure I do. Um, it's on the back of this I'm a Lionsgate DVD of Shriek, if you know what I did, last Friday the 13th. In every horror movie, there is a phone waiting to ring, a victim waiting to scream, and a killer waiting to strike. And the only way to survive is to keep one thing in mind, stay one step ahead of the killer, even if the killer's a klutz. Now, a sexy reporter, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Thiessen? 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 I think it's Thiessen. Thiessen. With a knack for getting into a tight place, has teamed up with a bumbling policeman, Tom Arnold, to track a killer whose deadly handiwork is known as the Spring Break Massacre. An all-star cast stars in a comedy so funny you'll die laughing. That is almost... Like, this is like the the scene in uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi where Rey's like, you know, you can use the Force to move rocks. And he's just like... Every word in that sentence that you just said was wrong. That's how I feel about this bio. Because it doesn't mention any of the main characters. Um, it describes both the other characters totally wrong. And the killer's not really a klutz. I don't know who wrote this, but they did not see Shriek, if you know what it did last The right killer was a pretty much a klutz. I think you can give the killer that. On a, look, the killer in Scream is more of a klutz than the killer in this movie. This killer, we had five separate scenes where the killer tried to kill each one of our heroes, and he failed. That is true. And the... Yeah, most of the victims did end up dying through reasons that aren't the killer's handiwork. Exactly. I think all of them did. The killer didn't actually kill anyone. Except oh. for in the background of every scene, the killer's randomly killing teenagers in this yeah, house. Really, this yeah, he was really effective at killing like you know the extras in this movie. That was That's one of my favorite things about this movie. <laughs> um, anyway, but we will talk about that. But first, um, you want to talk about that all-star cast real quick? Just run through them. All right, so we have Tom Arnold. Yes, um, who is famous for being Tom Arnold. Yeah, we have Kimberly Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, okay. I was wondering why I was saying Timberly. I said, I said that first, and I don't know why it came out. Um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we have... Uh, Coolio plays the principal. Yeah, Coolio plays the artist formerly known as Principal. Oh, that's where the joke came from. Yeah. I mean, I obviously knew it was a Prince joke, but I didn't think that principal actually had the word Prince in it. So it, it, it was sne- just, it was too subtle for me. <laughs> it sneaks right past you. It's one of those words. I was just distracted by how terrible all of his scenes are. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where things keep flying through the window and hitting him on the head. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. And that is like the second most important thing that's happening in that scene. It's very crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beginning and end of all the cast members that I can remember. No. Simon Rex. Oh, yeah. My favorite. He is a handsome, handsome boy. Um, also, uh, what's what's that guy's name? Um, Harley Cross plays the main character, Dawson, in this movie. And he is now an entrepreneur. He <laughs> opened a breath mint <laughs> company in 2016 that no longer exists. <laughs> so he tried. That's that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, but now he's... Oh, you know what? I'm going to open up that uh, Wikipedia page I found. That was a really interesting thing that he's up to. It's possible that Wikipedia is not the most reliable source of news. 
Um, he almost certainly wrote it himself, so I'm pretty sure it's reliable. <laughs> Maybe some teenagers got together on a Friday night. And I was like, you know, what? we're gonna give this guy some cred. Maybe. Anyway, so um, what was happening is the other per- Danny Strong is in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, most people who are like me would know him from being one of the trio of nerds in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But what do you know him from, Sergio? I know him as the co-creator of uh, Empire. Empire. And writer of The Butler. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, the fact that he got hooked up with Lee Daniels is one of the weirdest things that could ever have happened. He also um, wrote the scripts for the Mockingjay movie. Yeah. Which is good for him. He's really, he's come up in the world. He's lucked out. Yeah, look, even even Tiffany Amber Thiessen is probably jealous of his career trajectory. Mm-hmm. She's, she was a huge star at one point in time. Yeah, she was Saved by the Bell. Was she? I think so. Good for her. I never watched that show. Well, you're young. I am. Anyway, so uh, Harley, whatever the hell his name Cross. is. Cross. Cross. I just keep trying to call him Harley Quinn, and that's wrong. Um, he, in early 2017, he co-founded Landcore USA. The organization is focused on passing U.S. federal legislation that gives market-based solutions for American farmers to adopt existing USDA soil health management practices that address food security and weather resilience. Which is just like... Good for him. I don't know what half of that means. So the fact that he does, pretty cool. Good for him. Go Harley yeah. Cross. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this movie is a movie. It's basically a mashup of Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. With It's basically a poor man's scary movie. Uh, scary movie is a poor man's streak if you know it. I did last Friday the 13th. There are several box office analysts who would disagree with you. But this movie came out first, so I win. No. No. Look, I will I will detail my reasons why I think it is superior, but superior. But first, um, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, uh, FX, and quality. Uh, scariness is a one. Can we just skip past that one? I think we can. I think it's going to be what it, yeah. what it is this month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, campiness. What's your score? Or slash funniness? Slash. Silly jokes, jokes, jokes. I'll give it three. Okay, I didn't actually circle a number on my notes, so. I'm going to say three, but I'm feeling a 2.5. Okay, that's fair. Oh, I was expecting it to be more um, generous than that. I don't know. I like, I've, I've been very excited about this month, but I've also realized I still don't love these movies. They're not good. Yeah, they're not. Um, They're not known for their quality. No, they're not. I, I do find them like enjoyable, but not necessarily on their own merits. Uh-huh. One thing I found very interesting that this movie did that I think is... Uh, 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 the mark of a more talented filmmaker that I would not expect uh, in this movie uh-huh. uh, is the fact that we got several scenes that were from the different perspectives of all the characters. That was really interesting. With slight, like, you know, changes that, you know, people remember different because people are different. Yeah, it is, dare I say, Rashomon-esque in its approach. Exactly. It's like you don't expect that from this crappy movie. It's not done well. <laughs> uh- <laughs> no one is saying that it is done well. Um, but it's, you would just, I just didn't expect that in this movie at all. Yeah. No. And the flashback is to their, I know what you did last summer, like their, their crime from last summer. Uh And it's basically, they hit a deer, but it, them being out on the road that night caused a bunch of different tertiary deaths. 
And so as we learn the backstory of each character, we also see their perspective of the events and mm-hmm. how they think other people view them. Mm-hmm. Like the dumb jock character sees himself as this really erudite British guy. Yeah. <laughs> reading the New York Times, talking about jeans splicing. Dr- while driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinking uh, wine. Yeah. Well, again, while driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This movie, uh, I, you know what? This movie's great. <laughs> um, I'll also say I think this movie had a deeper well of um, horror in the 90s jokes than Scary Movie, the 30 minutes of it that I saw did. That's um, fair. Like, there's literally a joke about teaching Mrs. Tingle, which is the movie that Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream, um, he directed that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a substitute teacher named Mrs. Tingle in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not Okay, not a joke. Not great. No. But Mrs. Tingle is teaching. Haha. She is. Yeah. Anyway. One thing I will say about this movie is, aside from that, you know, uh, I think it's very aspirational in what it tries to do. I just think it falls flat in nearly every regard. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think any of these movies that we watch this month are going to be, like, blow you out of the water with how funny and clever they are. Some are, some can be clever. I think we were surprised at how funny Scary Movie 4 was. Scary Movie 3, I would say that. Scary Movie 4 is fine. It's, whatever. Um, But it's just, so much was done in this movie that I was like, okay, this is going to be funny. But it was just so bad it was yeah. direct to video bad the opening scene in this movie was terrible oh yeah whatever actress oh um i i know who the name of that actress hold on do 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 amy graham is she famous she might be the sister of heather graham for all i know i will look it up but no she she doesn't even seem aware of what the lines she is saying mean yeah it's really bleak i hope but, she married rich mm-hmm Honestly, the first time I watched this movie, that scene, I was like, oh, I might have to turn this off. This is really bad. Yeah. Um, but then the killer pops out of a cake and chases her around the table with the cake. for, And they just keep running in circles around the table for like a full minute. And I yeah. was like, back on board. <laughs> this movie is great. Um, the scene was so bad it was good. But the rest of the movie also is kind of off like that. In that there are just some scenes that are just so bad. They don't need to be in the movie. There yeah, were like, two... like any scene with Coolio as Prince. Ugh. Yeah. And then there were so many cutaways to where we just saw the outside of the school. You were very mad about those establishing shots because yeah. they were all the same. Um, all it did was show us that there's going to be a transition from one character to the next. We did not need them. They could have simply just cut to the next character. That is fair. Um, and Amy Graham was also in uh, From Dusk Till Dawn as Blonde Hostage. Oh, wow. She was also in Jackie Brown as the Billingsley sales girl. I remember her. She was good in that. She was. Uh, so I don't know what happened. She just she lost it all in the yeah. three years between those two movies. Um, but anyway. Don't use it. You lose it. That's uh, so true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that this movie actually has some clever things that it's trying. Like you said, nothing... 100% lands ever although mm-hmm. I do I didn't I do semi enjoy this one I think I've seen this movie three times mm-hmm. in my life <laughs> we've You've seen this movie multiple times yeah I reviewed it on my blog three and a half years ago um sorry for missing that one I guess I know you got you got to keep up <laughs> yeah because I, I was doing a uh every summer I try to do a thing where um I watch a horror movie that's related to a new movie that's coming out in theaters yeah 
And I was talking about the rom-com parody. They came together that David Wayne did. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what horror parody can I watch? And I was like, well, I ain't watching scary movies. So let's do this one. Mm -hmm. But I I watched it in high school, Mm -hmm. like back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not important, but I think there was an earthquake while I was watching it. (laughs) So that's fun. All right. California. California. Anyway, um, I do think this one has some genuinely, if not clever, at least... It shows that it's aware of horror mm-hmm. in the 90s and the tropes that it's playing mm-hmm. with. And Sorry, what? No, it's just keep going. You're not done. Yeah, there there is a scene that mimics uh, Randy's scene in Scream where he's breaking down the rules of a scary movie. And it's um, the main or one of the girls breaking down the rules of being in a parody movie, mm-hmm. which I think is very funny. Um, okay, not funny. Conceptually audacious mm-hmm. in a way that uh, most of these parody movies just aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know if it really leads to many jokes except for the one where she's like rule number one, make sure you exaggerate everything. Rule number 88. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Like it does, it, it appeals to the dumb lizard brain side of me. Mm-hmm. Certain jokes in this movie. Oh, I have two more things to say, but I want to hear what you have to say about funniness also. Did you rank it? You gave it, I gave it three, Okay, yeah. but that's only cause I thought you were going to give it something higher. I think I'm more of a two now. Okay. Um, I think I'm at like a four at this point. One thing that I think that Scary Movie has over this movie is the cast. Uh, I know I shouldn't really be comparing the two movies when we're reviewing only one. That is what we're doing because they're the exact same movie. They're so much so. You have no idea. You haven't finished that movie, so you have no idea how similar they are. Except for the fact that Scary Movie is just filled with a bunch of ton of unfunny weed jokes, but whatever. Yeah, uh, and also there's definitely a higher uh, black population in Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. That is one of the most interesting things about the Scary Movie franchise is that it's really an African-American franchise for mm-hmm. the first two entries. Yeah. Which, you know. Because it was Wayne's. It was the Wayne's yeah, brothers. Yeah, like good for that. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but sorry to go back to my other point or my earlier point is yeah, that sorry. uh the cast really has a great chemistry and that and the cast is just funny on their own yeah this cast was kind of these cast me- like these actors that they picked were the rejects for right. the parody of scary movie yeah there's no anna ferris here there's no anna ferris there's Ro- no regina hall. regina hall no um shannon elizabeth oh is she in that one yes she is no, Wayne's Brothers, they were the comedy, like, family for a while in I the mean, 90s. I mean, I do love Marcy X. See? You love Marcy X. You love white chicks. You oh, I wouldn't say that. Everybody loves white chicks. It's a fact. Sure. Okay. Is that one of them uh, alternative facts I've been hearing so much about? Don't you dare. In early 2017? <laughs> Don't you dare. Sorry. Everybody loves white chicks. It's okay. It's just been proven to be true okay great fans of this podcast reply to us if you agree with me that we all love white chicks so so basically matt let us know (laughs) matt and maybe shannon in like july when she gets around to listening to this yeah we'll see shannon listens to the most random episodes i think she listened to our tenebrae episode and then nothing else for like a year (laughs) um but yeah making my way down down that is that that movie did bring me that song and i am i do appreciate that see okay you're welcome Okay, great. Uh, we're on the same page now. Anyway, two things I wanted to say about this movie. One, it completes a joke that I want to happen in Scream at all times. Because there is a scene where um, Dewey, played by David Arquette, he's talking to the police chief. And the police chief has a cigarette. And Dewey has an ice cream cone. And it's just showing how like young and naive Dewey is. Um, but then the uh, 
the cop guy throws a cigarette on the ground and stomps it out. And I always think that Dewey's going to throw his ice cream on the ground and stomp it out. And that actually is what happens in this movie. Uh. And so I'm happy that they kind of listen to my brain and what it wants to happen in this movie. Um, All right. I can see that. Also, I will say one thing it can boast over scary movie is that the character that they choose to represent Dewey, um, his name is Doughy and it's about him being like fat and old, I guess, but it is much less offensive than the character in scary movie. That is that analog, which is he named like dopey or something or I don't remember. It's extremely offensive. No, it is. And I'm not here for that. So I think just on the merit of that character not being a hideous, offensive stereotype. At the end of Scary Movie, though, we come full circle. We find out that Dopey is not quite what he seems to be. Oh, yeah, because he's the killer. We don't know that. I've seen most of the movie. I've seen the beginning and the end, and I think that's all I need. (laughs) Did you fast forward to the end? No, I've seen just on multiple occasions. I don't know. Anyway, um, did I write anything else down? Oh, can <laughs> there is a very 90s joke that neither of us got where the killer jumps out of a cake and the bad actress says, you're not Marilyn Melons. And did you I, look that up? No, maybe I should. You should look that up. I just wanted someone to tell else. me. Yeah, um, one of the super 90s jokes in this movie was the fact that there was a freaking Mentos ad. Or Mentos. That was so weird. Well, it was a copyright free Mentos. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the character in Scary Movie was named Doofy, by the way. Doofy. Um, Marilyn Melons. This is going to be probably about as ribbled as our Simon Rex solo video talk from last week. <laughs> um, body positive and queer. I also do boob tricks. Okay. I think that's someone else, though. That's just a, a new burlesque performer in Portland. Ooh, okay, Marilyn Mellons was a hustler, busty beauty in August of 1990. So was this joke 10 years old? <laughs> Maybe. Was she in a cake? I'm going to type in Marilyn Mellons cake and see where that takes me. Just This should just be called Brennan Google's Things, the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited for where you're going on this journey. It's very exciting. Um, Have you ever had melon in a cake? No, that sounds disgusting. Have you ever had fruit on a cake? Yeah, but I've never had fruit cake. Oh, oh, I have. Is it good? It's delicious. Okay, great. Um, okay, I couldn't really find anything. So if you were, you know, alive and with a libido in the like mid nineties, let us know who Marilyn Melons <laughs> is. Um, Maybe it was just a terrible pun. Maybe that was it. That makes no sense. Marilyn Melons. Just no, but what I I assume she jumped out of a cake at some point, and she's that model, okay. like Playboy Bunny situation. All right, '90s people get back to us. Yeah, hello. The '90s called, and they t- they have an answer as to who Marilyn <laughs> Melons is. Um. Anyway, effect score one. What? I don't know. I thought. That's not an effect. That's a film technique, I guess. Uh, what are you gonna talk about? Is mm-hmm. it gonna be like? I thought the I thought the fact that they were all lit invisible was like a really good effect. Well, was that in the movie? It was. They were all lit invisible. And visible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's funny. Um, no. Uh, well, I thought just the, the thing that I mentioned earlier, where like we get their different perspectives on the last. Like, that's not an effect. I know it's not an effect, but let me finish. Uh, we finally get to the fifth person story, which is the story of the reindeer that they oh hit. Oh my god, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. And it turns out that, like, the stuff... Okay, so we first get the story of the, our four main characters who are not new, but they've been in the town forever. Uh-huh. Because Dawson is the new kid. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that they all have in common is... Uh, their stories all have in common is the fact that they hit a deer. Um, and it's a reindeer, isn't it? Like a stuffed reindeer? I mean, it's not supposed to be stuffed. That's just I mean, another, an example of a bad effect. Uh-huh. Um, it, I think it's just a deer with, like, antlers. Okay, well, they hit a deer, a stuffed deer. Um, but it's, then it's supposed to be a real deer. <laughs> is it? Yes. Whatever. They'll make That's it like s- saying, "Oh, in Scream, he stabbed Drew Barrymore with a retractable knife." Like, no, that wasn't. That wasn't what, like, in movie universe, what it was supposed to be. <laughs> okay. 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 So, um, then we get the fifth person story, which is the new kid who wasn't in the town, and it turns out he was being helped hostage. I don't. It was some sort of kinky sex thing mm-hmm. where an old man in a cabin was making him dresses a deer and lick a giant cube of salt yeah. it was so surreal <laughs> which you know aside i love salt so i've always wanted to try to lick a salt lick would you dress as a deer while you were doing it i mean if it got me a free salt lick i guess like, so. is someone providing this deer costume for me i guess this old man in the woods is and then yeah okay. as long as i'm not paying is well, he also providing transportation? Because, you know, gas is a bitch. Uh-huh. No, that was just a very surreal kind of sexual joke that I was very into. But then the guy farts and catches on fire. And I'm like, where did this movie go? You were very into this sexual joke? I just thought it was funny and weird. and Because okay. it, it turns out that he was the deer that they hit. So there's a yeah. the fifth perspective. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. I just thought it was like, whoa, like he was the deer all along. I was surprised. I thought that was great. That was a great effect. It's yeah, not an effect, but I thought it was great. Yeah, really, those flashbacks are the best thing about the movie, both structurally and humor-wise. Mm-hmm. It's really, it should have just been that for the who whole movie. Who wrote the movie? That's a wonderful question, and I will look that up right now. I imagine it's like someone who got an MFA at like the Iowa Writers Workshop, being like, I have to write this to, to make <laughs> Lady Bird someday or something. Yeah, actually, the writer was Greta Gerwig. Just kidding. Um, she although, was like my age. I know. It was co-written by a woman named Sue Bailey. Interesting. She is a producer on BattleBots. <laughs> um, oh. She wrote a documentary, it looks like, or something, called Pink and Blue Colors of Hereditary Cancer. That's so sad. Yeah, delightful. Um, okay, she's done nothing. Well, see, do you and, remember that show, that little show that I liked that I taught you, that I told you about? Um, the comeback. Oh, you mean Lisa Kudrow show that I showed you and is incredible? Yeah. Um, remember how in the second season, uh, Valerie Cherish is gathering up the old documentary crew? Yes. And it turns out that that one lady, um, who did her thing. Yeah. Sarah Silverman's sister. Uh huh. She, uh, she won like an Oscar and she was depressed because she couldn't get funding for her next movie, even though she won the Oscar and stuff like that. Yes. So now she had to do Valerie Cherish's thing just yes. to get the money to do the Oscar thing. Yes. It's like, maybe that's what Sue Bailey's about. Like she had to do this kind of thing to so do. So she the... could fund battle bots. Well, not battle bots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hear me out here. So she could, uh, fund the documentary thing, the blue about and cancer. pink and cancer, which was, a, good, a solid 15 years later <laughs> but good for her she's still working i guess royalties take a while to accumulate uh-huh. and her co-writer joe um co-wrote with her on two of those projects and 
they've neither of them have really done anything of note other than this movie which is great um anyway effects <laughs> one out of five no blood no boobs it's it, it would be one of the worst like i hate it when a slasher movie has none of those things but i don't really expect that from a parody so it's not quite as infuriating. did have boobs in this movie no, it had a lady take off her top, and then her boobs were covered by a big sign that said, here's the boobs. No, it had one of the characters take out her implants. I don't know if that counts. Although that there counts. was a fish swimming in one of the implants. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was like a little plastic bag with a fish in it. <laughs> uh, sounds great. This movie is really chock full of visual jokes. It's like Arrested Development, and you have to keep watching it again and again to really get all the little details. Yeah, it's like The Godfather. You just have to watch every... like. Every so often, you'll catch something new every time you see it. Yeah, be like, oh my god, there's oranges in every scene where somebody gets shot. Mm-hmm. There's peaches. What? There's peaches. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your overall quality score for this movie? Two. Yeah, me too. One. It's one. I'm, I'm giving, giving it, it a one. two. I'm giving it one. Right, two. No, the acting was so bad. The I, a- Look, after the, I think they put that actress in the first scene so everyone else would look great. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Bethany, what was the name of the blonde? Barbara. Barbara, she was terrible. Eh. I I had no qualms with her. She wasn't good, but she was bad. The new kid was bad. He, he was, was attractive. He was attractive. He reminded me of uh Chris Klein from American Pie. Okay. Um okay. No. Uh he was tall and has a big face and seems nice. Mm-hmm. Then there was the maybe lesbian queer character. She was also bad. The only two characters who were somewhat good was Danny Strong and uh, Simon Rex. Simon Rex. My fave. They were the only two who were good. Everybody else, all the side characters were just god awful. They were like, we know we're only doing this for a paycheck. Give us some money and then make sure you use a different name for the <laughs> for this movie. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I had less problems with the acting than you did, but you're right. Like, no one's really good at delivering mm-hmm. the punchlines. No. And that really is the most important thing. But on a writing level, I was like, oh, I can see where that's funny. <laughs> that's why it's so infuriating is that some I of the writing right. and some of the sketches were good, but none of the delivery was good. And I feel like a better director could have caught that. Um, so I'm just disappointed. Okay. Now it's time for me to look up what else the director did to see if he went on. A better director and a better editor because editing counts for a lot. What what was your problem with the editing? Well, no, but I've heard tales that a good editor can make a bad actor seem good. Yeah, but not with this kind of coverage, <laughs> probably. <laughs> You're saying that this is, no, like, don't blame the editor. Like, is they did the best they could. With I'm they just saying John Blanchard probably did not deliver the right amount of coverage. Okay. He has directed quite a bit of TV. He directed 30 episodes of SCTV Network, whatever that is. Snapchat. Yep. Um... He directed. Oh, he directed an episode of the Jim Henson Hour, which makes him great. Um, he directed thirty-five episodes of something called Codco, which is <laughs> oh, it's a sketch comedy show from Newfoundland. <laughs> wow. So I guess he's Canadian. He directed. It's not easy being green. Oh, I love him. Is that Kermit? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, he directed 91 episodes of The Kids in the Hall. So lots of... Co- he really came from the Canadian sketch uh, scene, shall we say. Uh-huh. He directed 48 episodes of Mad TV. So you, oh, know, hey! that. Yeah, you know that. But why did that have... That ha- why would it need a director? That was a sketch show. Yeah, they still need directors. 
They need someone to direct. Okay. And put them in the camera. Okay. Uh, he did the Martin Short show. Oh, you know what? He's done a lot of comedy. What are you doing? Playing with coins. Great. He did a show called Grounded for Life. Oh, I remember that show. Oh, really? That was the show where I thought the son might have been Mexican because he was dark-haired in the entire family. Aww. Everybody else was like red-haired and blonde. <laughs> and I thought, oh, hey, they have a Mexican son. I was really dumb. And no, a lot of lot has changed. Just a child and trying to find representation. And that's Not a lot sweet. has changed. Oh, my God. Ooh, Mike Vogel was on that show. He played the hot uh, um, hitchhiker in Texas Chainsaw 3D. Cool. And he was in The Help as Johnny Foote. A character I do not remember. Is he the hot character? He, I think he is. <gasps> is he? What was he in oh, that wait. show? He was not in Texas Chainsaw 3D. He was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake. I'm sorry, what? He was in Grounded for Life as a main character? No, oh. not a main character. And no, the kid I'm thinking of is Chris Lowell. That's mm-hmm. the hot guy from The Help. Okay. From Glow also. Though, with this again... These parody ones kind of devolve really fast because we don't have that much to talk about. Yeah, it's just much more interesting to talk about other things that we've seen. <laughs> yes, which is, I'm sure, very exciting for the listening audience. Um, but we probably should wrap it up. <laughs> we, we should. We literally, other things we've seen, including porn videos. Uh, uh, good times. Good times all right thank you so much for listening you can find us on <laughs> twitter at screen 101 pod what on a facebook at screen 101 podcast uh subscribe to us on itunes if you dare we're gonna keep doing this for two more weeks um please give us five stars and justify us wasting our time with these movies I've i'm fine with four you can give us four okay i you know what i'll accept any amount of stars just let us know genuinely what you think um, you want to know what we're watching next week? I certainly do. We will be watching the vampires suck. All right, something slightly new. Yeah, uh, that one's one of the last of the like this kind of family of parody movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think we that came, that came out in 2010, and I don't think we got anything remotely of that vein until a haunted house, which I think was at least three years later. We got a bunch of them. I mean, they weren't horror-like related, but it was like Epic Movie and... No, those were all before 2010. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow then. Epic Movie had a whole plot line based on Nacho Libre. <laughs> really? Yeah. So yeah. not exactly... Uh, Epic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty excited for Vampire Suck because the guy who plays Edward just played the hot guy from Pitch Perfect 3. Um, Chicago, the military guy that Britney I remember was him. I dream um, about him every night. Oh, yes. And going to Chicago and having deep dish pizza. Yep. Because Matt said I should do that. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I mean, yes, Matt is right and he is wise. Also, Ken Jong is in it because that was in the period where he had just been on Community in the first Hangover. And he was like, all right, I can be a phenomenon. And everyone was kind of like putting him in weird roles because they didn't really know what to do with him. Yeah, remember when he was Norma the North? What? Yeah, he was Norma the North. No way. Yes. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he was in Norm of the North, but I don't think he was Norm. I think they might have given him the role of Norm of the North. No, that was Rob Schneider. Oh. Ken Jong played Mr. Green. That's Duh. sad. Hey, whatever happened to that Coca-Cola Polar Bears movie? Are you we were talking up? about that the other day. Hey, everyone. You can you can log off of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't listen Just anymore. Just delete. <laughs>
I don't even see it. I think it got erased from the world. Hold on. It's possible. Coca-Cola is that big of a company to do that. They invented Santa Claus. They did. Coca, Cola, Pola, Bear. Movie. Movie. Did that even, did we dream that? You told me it was happening. I don't know if it ever did. The Polar Bears. Okay, it's a short film, apparently. Produced by Ridley Scott. What? Army Hammer was in it. Oh, God. He's in everything. And Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) Did he do the music for this movie? This couldn't be real. What is happening? It's called The Polar Bears. Um, Yeah, it's a computer animated short film. What is happening? How it, long is it? It went on YouTube. I think it's like 12 minutes or something. Seven oh. minutes and 20 seconds. So we can like watch it right now. We really could. And we could um, do a commentary track for, for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't. Maybe we'll do a 10-word review next week of the Polar Bears <laughs> short <laughs> film. Polar Bear. Okay. I'm down. Okay. Um, release so our, release the listeners. Our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. I'm sorry. And good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. That'll do. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. You, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.